0: You're listening to More Than a Song, Episode 304. Welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of scripture, hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. This episode is releasing as we are embarking on a new year. A new decade, in fact, if you can believe that. It is natural to think about the newness of the new year and use phrases like start fresh and new resolutions and the like. And if you're a longtime listener, you know that I use contemporary Christian music that's playing on the radio to inspire us to read God's word. Now, this week I did it a little backward. I felt that God has given me a message and then I went on the hunt to search for a song that had that message in the lyrics as well. You'll understand as we get into it, but this week's song is by Building 429 and is entitled Press On. It was released in 2013, and although it is an older song, I do still hear it playing on the radio from time to time. So before we jump into scripture, let's listen. I mentioned in the introduction, I've been pondering something. (laughs) I've been pondering the idea of pressing on versus starting over. And while it may seem appealing to start new in a forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead sort of way, it doesn't mean we should start over. In fact, the phrase forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead comes from Philippians chapter 3. Let's read it together. If we start in verse 12, it says, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. But I focus on this one thing forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Now, and again, this is a letter from Paul to the Philippians. And did you notice that Paul is not talking about starting over here? He is speaking of pressing on. And and while he does say the words forgetting the past, I would like to make the case that he is speaking more of not placing too much value on the past. He's not saying wipe the slate clean like it never even happened. He it's it's a little bit differently nuanced here now because you can't press on without a foundation to move on from. You see, everything that preceded this pressing on is behind, but is part of the story of what got him to where he is. But the thing that is drawing him forward is the end of the race, the heavenly prize. Okay, so it's all part of that story. Let's go ahead and read a little bit more of these verses to see if the context will help us. Uh, Because I don't know if you noticed, but it says, "I, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things. If you are starting in verse 12, a very natural question that you should ask is, what things. (laughs) Okay. And so we'd like, I'd like to read in the context. In fact, reading in context is my favorite bite. B-I-T-E, bite is just short for Bible interaction tool exercises. Uh, Reading in context is probably my most used habit. If I hear a sermon and just a few verses are mentioned, I'm going to go back and at least Read the section or the entire chapter, if not the chapter before, the chapter and the chapter after to really get the context of what's happening. I just want to know what's... Ha- I, I want to understand what's happening in the context. This does a few things. First of all, you won't be tempted to make Scripture say something it doesn't really say in context, right? You Even in English, we have this phrase called taking it out of context. That means that what you just did was something... You made something mean something that didn't really mean that in context. It generally reading in context also gives you a deeper perspective of that focus area. So I really want to focus in on this idea of pressing on. But by reading the context around this, it will give me greater perspective as I ponder the thing, the focused area that I want to ponder. And then it just may lead you to places in scripture you've never spent much time in before. So all of those are really good kind of um, consequences of reading or making it a habit to read in, con- in context. Now, if I'm studying in a short letter like Philippians, I generally start at the beginning and read it all the way through first, all four chapters. Holy cow, right? <laughs> so I remind you that uh, you probably would not read a letter from a friend just a few paragraphs at a time and out of order at that. So uh, that's why I like to read, especially those shorter letters, you can begin at the beginning and and read all the way to the end and then begin to unpack and study a a smaller section. Another really good bite, uh, Bible Interaction Tool exercise, is to review the section headings in your Bible to give you a good idea as to what is going on in the context of what you're reading. Now, this practice is best used after you are familiar with the text. So I use it sometimes on the podcast because in the 20 minutes or so that we're generally together, we don't have time to read the entire context together and comment on it. So starting at the beginning of Philippians, the section headings are greetings from Paul, Paul's prayer of Thanksgiving, Paul's joy that Christ is preached, living as citizens of heaven, having the attitude of Christ, shining brightly for Christ, Paul commending Timothy, Paul commending Epaphroditus, and then comes our section in chapter three, the priceless value of knowing Christ. So if you are familiar with Philippians, you'd be like, okay, all right, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. And this is where that fits into the story. If you're not familiar with Philippians, then those section headings are not going to do as much good for you. And so, I would just encourage you to get really familiar with the text and then use those as a tool later. Uh, So in this case, to study chapter three, um, it's not bad to, you know, because it's really kind of coming after he's kind of taking a break and starting in a new direction. So it's all all of the whole letter is is meant to be a whole letter. But it is kind of there is kind of a natural break here um, in chapter three. Uh, But make no mistake, right? Having the attitude of Christ will impact this area of scripture that's talking about the priceless value of knowing Christ. So like I said, I I recommend reading all the way through at least once before stopping over to study in chapter 3. But let's go ahead and start in verse 1 of chapter 3 as it is kind of a natural break into this section. It says, whatever happens, my dear brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. I never get tired of telling you these things, and I do it to safeguard your faith. Watch out for those dogs, those people who do evil, those mutilators who say you must be circumcised to be saved, for we who worship by the Spirit of God are the ones who are truly circumcised. We rely on what Christ Jesus has done for us. Now, obviously, as we're kind of reading through this, you see that this is a very specific warning to something that was happening in the church at Philippi or to the people that would be reading this letter. Uh, But the premise is still there, right? We don't rely... On these external things, these religious practices, we rely on what Christ Jesus has done for us. We put no confidence in human effort, though I could have confidence in my own effort if anyone could. Now, this is where you start to say, wow, Paul, you sounding a little cocky there. But it says, indeed, if others have reason for confidence in their own efforts, I have even more. Hmm. Okay. So we begin to see the theme of human effort and confidence in things other than Christ. And again, here Paul is setting the stage to tell us about the stuff that he later describes as behind. Okay, think about that. All right, so then he goes on to say, I was circumcised when I was eight days old. I'm a pure-blooded citizen of Israel and a member of the tribe of Benjamin, a real Hebrew if there ever was one. I was a member of the Pharisees who demand the strictest obedience to the Jewish law. I was so zealous that I harshly persecuted the church. And as for righteousness, I obeyed the law without fault. I once thought these things were valuable, but I now consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death so that one way or another, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. Now, he is saying a lot here, and uh, I wish we had more time to unpack it, but it's we here. here's a few things I would want to point out. He lists out his credentials that would have been really, really important in the time of Paul, especially in Jewish circles. Uh, this version says a real Hebrew, if there ever was one, other translations describe him as a Hebrew of Hebrews. And while he indicates that he once thought his heritage and his education were valuable, he says they're worthless because compared to what Christ has done. But make no mistake, they are worthless for salvation. They are worthless to be counted righteous. And they are worthless in making us right with God. And those are the things that are most important. But they were used in the hands of a mighty God to spread the gospel. Paul's education and heritage meant that he was able to speak to the Jews because he was one. A highly legitimate one at that. He's pointing out something that his fellow Jews would have also valued. Paul's heritage and education gave him opportunities that no other apostle had. Throughout the course of his ministry career, he was given audience by Jew and Gentile, pauper and king. And when Paul speaks of forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, he's not saying his past is meaningless. Like I said before, it's not a a slate that needs to be wiped clean. In fact, it's just the opposite. Remember, Paul isn't starting over. He's pressing on i press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which god through christ jesus is calling us paul didn't need a shiny new goal, new goal every year he just had to focus on the only prize that really matters the the heavenly one that god is calling all of us toward Now, I'm sure 2019 contains some unfinished goals and resolutions for you. I have a few on my list as well. It is at this point that you don't throw in the towel and pick new ones. You press on. Forgetting what is behind doesn't mean that you devalue the growth and experience you've had in the past. It's just that you don't dwell there. You keep your eyes fixed on that heavenly calling. Use that as the lens through which you view the past and future decisions. Consider uh, the principle of the path. If I continue down this path, where will it eventually lead? Paul's race ended in heaven. Where will your race lead you? you? I've heard it said, you steer where you stare. Make sure your eyes are fixed ahead toward all that we have through Christ Jesus and put our feet on his path. My final exhortation to you is this. As you experience those last moments of 2019 and begin to look toward the new year, Don't endeavor to start over. Make plans to press on. So what's next? Well, read the entire letter to the Philippians at least once before you zero in on chapter three. I would like you to consider the difference between starting over and pressing on. Pray and ask God if you need to rearrange your goals based on turning your gaze toward your heavenly calling. And press on, my friend, into 2020 and this new decade that God is giving us with our eyes fixed squarely on the heavenly prize that is before us. And then while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at kneesat.com Hop on Twitter at michelle kneesat or Instagram at michelle Uh Michelle L. kneesat is my public Facebook page. And let's talk about what you're learning. But before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to thank any new subscribers who've subscribed recently, like Alan from Florida and Lisa from Oregon. Welcome. Now, new subscribers to my website, this is what you get. You get a one-page resource of my top five, five bites. I just mentioned a couple today, but I use uh, different bites every week. It's the stuff I actually use to study scripture and I'm just sharing them with you. So this one page resource is a great place to start. Subscribers will also benefit from an email that I send once a week. In that email, you get a weekly Memoryverse resource. You can display it on your smartphone, tablet, desktop. You can print it out. You also get an email recap of the week's episode and uh, instant access to any of the extra resources that I create from time to time for the podcast. And all of that is just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to michelleknizat.com to subscribe today. Now, have you had a chance to write a review in iTunes for the podcast yet? Uh, this, This really encourages me, of course, but it also helps me stay visible to new listeners. It keeps me up in the rankings. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Of course, you can listen to the podcast through iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. You can follow on Spotify or through Stitcher Radio or your podcast listening app of choice. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will be using Fighting For Me by Riley Clemens to lead us to scripture. If you liked this episode, however, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 304. And while you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.